If you were looking for career advice from a career coach and he had led teams that have placed over 6,000 pros in 21 industries, worked at the largest Fortune 500 recruitment firm in the world, was responsible for over $50 million of placements of executives, and was one of the top recruiters recognized nationally while serving in the United States Army, you'd probably say he's qualified. This is the Executive Career Upgrades Podcast. Career competition is fierce. If you're a director, a VP, or an executive, this podcast is for you. This is the Executive Career Upgrades Podcast. And this is your host, Tim Madden. All right. All right. Welcome to the Executive Career Upgrades Podcast. Hey, if you don't know us, I'm Tim Madden. This is my beautiful wife, Christina Madden, and we help those targeting six figures or multiple six figures land jobs quickly. Christina, what else do we do? (laughs) We help um, our clients overcome huge mindset uh, breakdowns, and much of that we're going to dive into today. Uh, We teach our clients how to um, connect fast with other leaders in their industry through the amazing technology of automation. Uh, And those are my two favorite things that we do. Hey, we go live every week inside the Executive Career Network. If you're tuning in live now, let me know down below on Facebook, which is the fastest growing career network on Facebook. We are approaching, geez, I think we're 7,800 people right now across not only America, but the globe. And hey, we're also streaming to to LinkedIn. So if you're watching on LinkedIn, let us know below in the comments and our friends over at YouTube. Then after we're done, we stream it to everywhere on the internet. Hey, do me a favor, as always, if you get any value, which I know you will, because we're going to drop some knowledge bombs on you today, do us a favor, go give us a review over on iTunes or share it with someone who needs to hear this message. Before we get started, hey, I always like to talk about wins with our clients. You never know where your next opportunity is going to come from. So Christina, we were on, uh, we do our weekly wins call with our clients, right? Directors, VPs, and execs who are trying to land jobs quickly. And it was kind of funny because we had one of our clients, multiple six figures, just made initial connection when he went out. Um, it was a, uh, he was having some type of business meeting. And after it was done, he was having a, he was having a cocktail at the bar. And it just so happens that the person next to him who was having a cocktail was in a position to hire him. That's how it started. And now he lands landed a new six-figure role. However, right, if you don't know how to present yourself, how to communicate, all of the things that Christina was talking about, you're not even going to know when opportunity is right in front of you. Christina, anything else you want to say about this before we get started? Hey, I just want to encourage everyone when you wake up in the morning to get really curious about what the world has to offer in general. Always have yourself positioned in, you know, in a position of awareness of what's going on around you. In this sort of, you know, post-pandemic COVID world, people, I hear it all all the time every day. Nobody networks in person anymore. And and maybe that did die for a while, not just even through COVID, but right before that. Um, But it's back. Guys, it's back. Companies want, a lot of companies want in-house culture. A lot of them are going remote as well, but you have to be aware of who's around you all the time. Um, Because if you think about this, right, you've got information that you know, you know, if we're looking at a pie graph, small sliver of this information goes there 
and you have information that you know you don't know. And then the rest of the information in the world is the stuff you don't know you don't know. I just got off a coaching session talking about this today. It's a great reminder. Many of you may have heard this teach, you know, taught before, especially if you've been to a, a landmark seminar. They're big on that. The people around you, they know what you don't know. Networking is the new currency, not just to the big salaries and the money, but information, connections all over the world. So, let, so let's be aware of that. Absolutely. And, you, you know, I know we're talking about someone just got, you know, basically a multiple six-figure job while knowing how to network, collaborate, present himself, storytell, ask great questions, right, to get people curious. But, you know, we share with you on all these podcasts, all these different tactics and strategies to get on interview and LinkedIn and cool automated tools and all this stuff. But here's the thing. We just had a guy a couple months ago, his next door neighbor, he was outside cutting his grass. They would kind of hang out all the time, but never even talk anything about business, et cetera. Wouldn't you know the guy who's unemployed for six months, once we learned basic networking strategies, the guy next door introduced him to his boss. Now he has a job making $200,000. Are you seeing the opportunity that's right in front of you? But that's a different podcast. Hey, today, mm -hmm. before we get started, as always, if you know you need help in your career, if you've been thinking about it for three years, if you don't know where to start, if you've been unemployed, if you know you're meant for something more, go on over to execupgrades.com backslash podcast. And I can guarantee you, you will have a call unlike any other you've ever had about your career and your career upgrade. So before we get started, oh no, now we are, sorry. Episode 38, five ways to take extreme ownership of your career. With my man, if you haven't read his book, Jocko Willink, Navy SEAL, 20 years, wrote a book called Extreme Ownership. If you've never read it and you are a leader in corporate America, absolutely go buy this book immediately. Some of his key topics, which he applies to leadership, we wanted to share with you today and specifically how it, it factors into your career. Christina, what did you want to start with today? Well, who better uh, to take coaching about extreme ownership than you, right? It's uh, And then Jocko Willing, he's... Um, Military guy, right? Who knows more about extreme ownership than men in the military? So definitely get that book. Um, spoil alert, okay? No one is coming to save you. Write that down. So that's what this episode is about. How can you take extreme ownership over your career? Because no, one, no one's going to help you but you. It sounds foundational, sounds obvious, but we forget that, right? And we start to lean on all of, you know, people, information, things, things that just aren't working for us, aren't serving us. Who's so, be, be, before we go to number one, Christina, whose responsibility, personal responsibility is it for someone's career? Is it the company's responsibility? Is it their friend? Is it a business person? Or is it maybe your damn self? Sorry, I'm on LinkedIn. Hopefully they don't ban me. Whose responsibility is their career, Christina? ourselves. And here's what I find. It sounds really scary, but how can we change our thought about that? We're responsible for our own success. If your first thought is, <gasps> I can't trust myself with my own success, or that sounds scary. We have to immediately start working with new thoughts that feel better and are more helpful. Okay. I get to control my results. I get to own my outcomes. How can we change it from being scary to being really freaking exciting that you get to be in the driver's seat? Absolutely. Or number one, is your ego holding you back 
Okay. You've had a successful career. You, you just think you're just great at everything. Okay. Mm -hmm. Maybe your ego is holding you back from even obtaining interviews, effectively communicating, getting in front of the right people. So, Hey, number one, check your ego at the door. Egos are nothing but a distraction that's going to impede and prolong the flow of your progress and your ability to grow as the leader that you know you should be. Okay. Be open and friendly to advice and critiques from others. Christina, I know there's some stuff you wanted to share on this um, one as well. Yeah. Well, I mean, first of all, let's, let's just understand that we're not getting rid of our ego. So we know some people, you know, coach in the spiritual coaching realm that, you know, talk a lot about shedding the ego entirely. I personally believe that doesn't happen. Um, but once you become aware of your ego, you can kind of have a healthier relationship with it, right? You can, you know, when it's showing up, you know, when it's impeding on, on your success, like Tim is talking about, and you know, when to quiet that voice. Now, understand when you start quieting that voice, it wants to get louder. So you have to work a little harder and practice on how to, how to quiet that voice. Because remember that information that we don't know, we don't know that we want to tap into your ego will be the first thing to stop it. So you want to empty your cup of everything you think, you know, on a daily basis and be open to new information. And you can't do that with your ego. You also can't listen. Well, you can't serve others. Um, you, I feel like you can't grow as a leader in your industry if you don't drop the ego and you don't want to train other people to be operating from an egotistical state either. So this is a big part of owning your success because it's not just your ego. It's all the other parts of your mind, your brain, actually. So I feel like you have your mind, body, soul. We try to get those items working in you know harmony, but your brain is an organ that has tons of chemicals flowing through it with all kinds of crazy thoughts. And if it's telling you, you're a know-it-all, a perfectionist type A, you don't, you don't need any more information. Guess what? It's going to push you right out of the driver's seat of, of, of your success. Yeah, you couldn't have said that better. And Christina, another thing is forget the career search for a little bit. If you do have these problems, what are you going to do when you take over that new team, that new business unit? You're the COO. You're going to push that onto everyone else, okay? Mm -hmm. Not create a good culture, and you're going to think it's everyone else's fault. All of your team is going to mirror back to you exactly what you're projecting. You have to remember that. And the ego creates a lot of emotion. And a great mentor of mine over the past week has talked a lot about high emotion being low intelligence. Okay. So when you're in this fight or flight state, you find yourself in an emotional state, your ego is usually driving that. And then you're not making great decisions for yourself, your team, your family, those around you that you impact. This is a big conversation. So I know you got you, some of you might be thinking, wow, what are they talking about? But it, you have to, this is where, this is what I'm talking about. The information that you may not know. You may not have heard people advocating in the corporate space like this with a voice like this. And I'm about to get really loud about it very soon. So stay tuned. But that ego, man, let's have a healthy relationship with it. Let it serve us. Not, not, not uh, just be, you know, push towards self-destructive destruction, excuse me. And moving past that, you number two, you have to have a extremely deep belief. And I don't even think there's like those are even good enough words to truly explain what I'm trying to convey to you. But you need to have a really deep belief that you are awesome, regardless of where you are in this career journey. Okay. 
And you might need right now to take a self-assessment and say, am I sabotaging myself to see this opportunity or be the change that I know I can be? So some of you, you know, me and Christina were just talking to a mentor of ours a couple of days ago, and he says, hey, you need to stop being who you are and start being who you were meant to be. And what does that actually mean to you, Christina? Let me help you guys out here. First of all, what Tim is talking about does not come naturally. Okay. This is, this is not uh, who you were wired up as. Okay. So it's a process of <laughs> unwiring everything you've ever learned or thought about yourself. Okay. So you have to give yourself a lot of grace here when trying to develop this practice, because when trying to understand what you believe about yourself, that can get really scary, especially if you face it just head on. Okay. This past week, I'm like, oh my God. And I've been like super proud of who I am as a leader, but I'm like, oh my God, I have a really next level responsibility to get better at this. Okay. So you have to really take a hard look at yourself and then develop new beliefs. Now, Tim just said, Hey, you got to believe that you're not, you know, not just an awesome person, but I'm here as a mindset coach in the sense of you have to choose thoughts that can immediately be helpful, that feel good, that actually fit. So it's not like, oh my God, I'm an awesome person. I'm the best leader in the world. We have to get more like, okay, I'm capable. I'm open. I'm investing in myself. I'm getting help. I'm getting coaching. I've showed up to this podcast. Like we have to start small here when we're developing new beliefs, new big, big beliefs. You'll get there. Some of the greatest thinkers I know were coaching yesterday on patience. It's interesting, the evolution of our client. I'm, I'm kind of going off here, but stick with me. The first, you know, at first they come into our program and they're like, oh my God, I have so much to do. And if I don't apply for that job today, it's going to be gone. And I got to sign up for my uh, uh, resume call and I got to do this, do this, this. And then you, you talk to somebody who's 30 days into the program. And they're like, relax, man. Like it's coming. Like the results are coming. And so it takes time. You have to trust the process as you're building these belief systems. I watch it every day. It's so cool. So give yourself some grace, get curious about what you believe about yourself, and then decide what you really want to be and who you're designed to be and start building your thoughts that are helpful toward that. I know that's a lot, but you got to get curious about it. So every day, even if I'm not in my morning ritual or I'm not crushing everything, I'm I'm at least saying to myself, all right, I'm going to be curious about what, about what my brain is doing because if you're not, it's like a toddler... Uh, Another mentor of mine could be listening. It's like a toddler with a rifle, uh, assault rifle in your brain. It's like, okay, are you going to let a, a toddler run around with an assault rifle? No, you're going to go take the, the assault rifle away from the toddler and say, okay, I'm like wounded enough here. How am I going to heal from this and get control of my thoughts? Because again, those chemicals are going to feed you all kinds of lies. So that's my, <laughs> I could talk about this all day, but that's so true. Yeah. More on this topic. Hey, you have a responsibility to yourself to your family, to your company, to your community, to be the best, best version of yourself, right? That's when we get so like depressed, not motivated, et cetera, because we're here, we know our potentials here. And if we're not striving to that every day, taking little baby steps, what happens? Depressed, frustration, burnout, and all of these things. And here's when you're in a job search or you're a leader in an organization, Okay. If you don't have that deep belief that you are great and you're working on yourself every single day, hey, if you don't believe in yourself, why, why would Microsoft pay you $350,000 to come and lead 100 other people? They probably wouldn't. Food for thought. You're not out of time. 
either to change this and to change your beliefs. I don't care if you're 40, 50, 60. I just coached on this also. All right. I know somebody who's absolutely crushing it in this space. She's 27. Just to reference, I'm 36. And at first I'm like, oh my God, what? <laughs> but then I'm like, but then I'm like, wait a second. Like anybody out there thinking about their age right now, okay, that that's contributing to their belief system about themselves. I can promise you, A, if you're not thinking about age, you're thinking about race or your resume or God knows what is everything. Because the second you get comfortable with age, okay, your brain's going to tell you something else to self-sabotage, whatever it is. How can you start thinking about everything as a point of like, as a, as a position of um, advantage? How can I use my age now as an advantage? Some of the thoughts I serve myself is, wow, the greatest leaders I know are actually not implementing this till they're 50. That may not be the healthiest thing to think, but it serves me. So that's what I mean by choosing helpful thoughts. Okay. How can everything be at your, to your advantage? And if your brain can collect evidence as to why it is true, then that is how you're going to build the belief system around who you are because you do get to do that. You have like have you have authority to choose who you want to be, but you have to build it to be a builder. So, you know, after you've checked your ego a little bit and you start saying, hey, I do have a deep belief, belief in myself that I'm great. But now I know, hey, what are some things that I need to do to actually start implementing to get better and be the person that I was supposed to be or the leader or get the job I was supposed to? We're going to wrap three and four together. Number three is plan. And number four is prioritize and execute. Okay. So, you know, if you don't have a plan, how are you going to do anything? And if you're going to be successful, you have to play the long game, which I'm going to blame everything on Amazon. Okay. It's all Amazon's fault because when we want something, we get it the next day. Three days, Christina, this is going to take three days to get to my house. Man, I can't believe it. That is not the way life works, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. I just ordered a pair of tennis shoes and it took me like six weeks to get it or something. I was dying. I'm like, what's going on here? Yeah. So if you're in this, you know, place of, I do want to develop myself, write this down. Okay. To, you know, develop myself, I have to be focused on the long game. You are not going to be just promoted as a director and get promoted as a VP the next day. It's not going to happen. You're going to need new tactics and strategies. So you have to play the long game. And what I mean by that is there's going to be lots of baby steps every day, just like my favorite analogies, working out. If you work out for 24 hours straight, you are not going to be in total. Well, first off, that's crazy, right? Who would do that? Do you think you're going to be magically in shape the next day and lose 100 pounds? No. In business, in fitness, in many other areas of relationships, et cetera, these takes time to cultivate. And you can't do that without thinking. This is the long game. And I need to have a plan. Okay. And so, just and just remember that anyone that is taking action for even 15 minutes today on one thing is going to get a lot more done than somebody who's been thinking about the same thing for 24 hours. That's what he's saying here, just to drive that home. Like there's the thinker, the watcher, and the doer. Who do you want to be? So maybe during this time, you need to go back to number two, do that self-assessment and say, in what areas do I want to grow? Okay. How do I get there? And if you don't have a plan, me and Christina all the time talking about your ideal situation in life and business and with your family, if you don't know what that is, okay, how can you start to prioritize and execute on anything? Here's what happens. You wake up, 
You're overwhelmed with everything. You go to bed, you're overwhelmed with everything. You don't have a plan. You have nothing to prioritize. You don't have anything to execute. Oh my God, I'm depressed, Christina. My life is in turmoil. Yeah, no wonder. So I highly encourage you. Everyone's different on this call, right? We've got directors, VPs, executives, other professionals across many different industries, varying levels. Where do you need to grow the most? Do you need a job? Hey, book a call with us, right? Do you need a career upgrade? execupgrades.com backslash podcast. Do you need help in leadership development? Do you need help at becoming more technically proficient? If you're a tech leader, do you need more financial strategies? If you're in the finance game, what is it? You need to develop what those things are for you. And then you need to say, because here's what's going to happen when you start writing down all these plans. You're going to say, holy crap, this is a lot of stuff and not do anything. Well, and you know, I think human nature, there's just a big disconnection, disconnect between what we say we want and what we're actually willing to do to get that thing. Do your actions match your, you know, the outcomes that you desire? Ooh, and, it can't be my fault though. And you don't want to run around your organization. Well, that's like a reckless doer. So I'm like, do you want to be a doer? Great. Okay. But like, are you recklessly running around your organization? Like just saying all these things you want to do. And like the people that are impacted by that are like, well, that's great. But this guy's always just talking about stuff. And like, they don't know what to expect. I'm just, I'm just saying like self-examination time. I'm going to start doing some coaches clinics so you guys can come in and get your checkups. I have a good, I have a good client um, that says he a gets with uh, he gets with me to get a checkup from the neck up, right? And this is a this is a guy who uh, massive high achiever, probably listening. Hey, but um, check up from the neck up. What are you thinking? What's going on up it's upstairs? It's going to change a lot too. So right when you think you might have figured it out, just understand again you didn't. So you're just up leveling. You're leveling up. Yeah. Have to have a plan. Where are you trying to go? What do you want the outcome to be? How do I now prioritize and execute some of the things, right, that are more important to me now, right? You're going to have to develop these on your own. And Christina, you know, do you want to comment on some of the, the uh, topics that you put underneath this um, subject, Christina? About having a plan? Okay, so. About, about prioritizing and executing? Yeah, well, a we've, we've kind of been preaching all along around this, right? So, so time management, getting real with yourself about how much time you have in the day. Are you really acting? But then furthermore, you have to get down to like, what's driving that. So you've got this plan, but it's like, why, the, why, 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 why? When you talk to great mentors, they're always going to be asking you why, because they want to figure out what's, what's driving you. Then you can, then you can base your own performance uh, on that. You could tie that into your personal, professional, and financial goals when you're planning. Okay. Well, let's reverse engineer this. This is my goal. Now, what kind of plan and steps do I have to do to reach that goal? Um, without a plan, you have nothing. Okay. There was a, there was a really cool video somebody shared with me the other day and it was a, a guy, he's shooting basketball hoops and he's, he's, he's nailing everyone. He's got it right. And he walks out of the gym, the janitor comes in, he sees a ball and the janitor's trying to get it in. He's trying to get it in. Can't get it in. Can't get it in. And the guy that was that was making the shots was on the look, watching him on the camera, laughing at him, laughing at him. You know, the janitor finally goes up, gets a ladder. He measures the diameter or I guess diameter radius of the hoop. How, what is the height? How far of a shot does he want to do? And before he knew it, 
he was able to stand all the way back on the other half end court. of the, of the how was it half court and just half nail court. in everyone. He wasn't missing them. Wasn't missing them. Why? Because they had a plan and a strategy and an exact formula on how to get there. So are you going to get that yourself? Are you going to try to design that yourself? Are you going to get some help? Get the help. <laughs> okay. Most people um, go right into the do. That's why I'm just going to do it. Yeah. Not going to have a plan. Not going to prioritize anything. I'm just going to start doing stuff. And then they get frustrated. Right. Which really brings us into the last one we have today. Decisiveness and uncertainty. There, you know, even when you start to develop your plan, you're prioritizing and executing, know this. There is never going to be a 100% right solution. We are all unique. We are all human beings, right? And you need to start being comfortable with making quicker decisions with planning, prioritizing, and, and, and executing with what you have right now and what you're trying to achieve. Because here's the thing. You're going to evolve. What you're doing right now, where you're at in business, where you're at in your career search, right? Stuff is going to change. Plans change, solutions change. And although we should do all the research, keep in mind that sometimes you just need to make a decision. For instance, hey, I have built my plan. It's time to, here's what I want to accomplish. I want to prioritize and execute these things. Oh man, but which one should I do first, Christina? Should I do this or this? This or this? Should I do number one or number two? Number one or number two? Let me think about that for the next 30 days. And then I'll come back and finally start actually, no, you know, I forgot about all of it. I don't want anything to change. A lot of what he's saying, you have to have massive self-awareness that this is even happening. Cause like you can end up in that cycle with, without even knowing it. So like my thermometer, people say like, Hey, Christina, how do I even know? Like, how do I even know that I've landed myself in a downward spiral in any, in any area? My thermometer, well, part of it is like, if I find myself, if I keep hearing myself say, I don't know how to do this. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Or I find myself in like a fighty, fight or flighty space coming from that high emotion, low intelligence space. I'm like, okay, powerful decision needs to be, I call it powerful choices, powerful choices. And I'm just going to make it. And that's it. Because if I don't make it, then I don't know. I don't have anything to tweak. I don't have any data. I don't have anything to go off of to, to then move forward. So you have to make powerful choices for those around you and for yourself. Because you don't want to be in that space. You're be stuck. And there's a fine line, right? And this is where a lot of people get confused. Because one of our mentors too, my man Grant Cardone, right? Says, hey, overcommit and figure the rest out later. But what he's really saying is, hey, we have a general plan. We kind of not know the priorities. Go. Go. Trust yourself. Trust yourself. Right? So we want to make quick decisions, right? But we want to at least have some information to start basing stuff off of. Otherwise things get really difficult, really quick. Any final comments, Ms. Christina Mad? <laughs> this takes discipline guys. Again, I, I think I already said that, but each, each golden nugget that we were giving you, each topic that we, that we spoke on requires a certain level of discipline and getting just radically comfortable that it is a process. Again, I'm going back to what I said. Every great thinker and leader doing the biggest things in the world that I know of. Patience. Persistence. And understanding that this is all a process. And in 20 years from now, you'll be comfortable in saying like, wow, I did something huge. I created a movement. But nobody can expect that that's not going to take time. 
So like who doesn't, you know, I'm going to chime in before we wrap up. Who doesn't want to be a great leader for people, right? Hey, you make money, you help the company. That's great, right? You provide for your family, all that. I mean, that is so important, but Hey, what are you going to leave behind when you're not here anymore? Right. What are you going to think about when you're at an old age? Hopefully it's holy smokes. Look at all of the people I freaking inspired. Look at the guy when I was 20 years in, I hired the entry level guy. You know, I showed him the importance of self-development, held him accountable, make sure he had a plan. All of these things were going over and now he's doing great things, right? That's what's going to be, you know, in your in years of business of all of the people you developed. And it's your responsibility to do that. And if you're not doing that, freaking shame on you. Especially if you're exceptionally gifted in this area. But there's something lacking, maybe. Maybe it's discipline, accountability, communication, right? Everyone needs to work on something. What is it for you? How can you get better? When you stay stagnant, right, it's not good. Actually, I don't even believe there is staying stagnant. I believe it's, hey, we live live and buy by the graph, by the graph. Is the graph going up or is the graph going down? It rarely stays the same. This is where it's. You know, Christina, we were talking about pushing, pulling, et cetera. But, you know, that's all we got for you today. If you are in a in a situation in your job where you know that the leaders in your company, whether it's your direct uh, leader or even higher up, kind of depending on the size of your organization, if they are not invested in understanding what drives you, you are likely not in the ideal situation. I would love to hear from you, okay? Because there is a cultural breakdown going on with that. And when that happens, it makes it almost impossible to take extreme ownership over your career growth, okay? Because you have no idea and there's nobody in your leadership invested in that. Don't even understand that. And I want to help you with that. I'll leave it at that. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in to episode 38. And... If you know you need help in your career, if any of this resonated with you, if you know you were meant for something more, go on over to execupgrades.com backslash podcast. Until next week, have a great day.